Breaking news tonight as a major shakeup is potentially underway for Ukraine's military. Sources are telling CNN that President Zelensky has now informed his country's top military commander that he has been fired. The move, almost two years after Russia's invasion began, comes after weeks of speculation about tensions between the two of them. Zelensky and his army chief, Valery Zeluzhny, I should say. It's just remarkable because there had been these tensions between them. But this, if it happens, would be the biggest shakeup that we have seen. How significant do you believe that this is? Well, it could be significant. Um, uh, General Zeluzhny has done, by all accounts, a very good job under difficult circumstances. He wasn't able to pull off this big counteroffensive that you reported on for a long time. Uh, but in the beginning of, the, of this war, when the, the big war, uh, when the Russians were coming down on Kyiv, General Zeluzhny and other generals, I mean, there are other generals that did a very good job with him, succeeded. It's been hard for the last year. Uh, so a lot will depend on who takes his place if it happens. I mean, as you said, it's not official yet. Yeah, what we're hearing is that it could happen as soon as Friday. If it does go forward, as sources are telling CNN tonight, that it is expected to happen, that he already informed him of this on Monday. Is it because of the failed counteroffensive that we did report on in the fall? Or is it because of the comments that General Zeluzhny made in that interview with The Economist back in November that kind of sent shockwaves everywhere because he, he, he said it was a stalemate. He said it was a stalemate, <clears throat> and the president said it's not a stalemate. Frankly, both were right. You could do that either way. Um, it was uh, the, the, the lines hadn't changed, therefore stalemate, but there was progress. The Ukrainians were making progress on the waters, in the Black Sea, uh, in the air, uh, shooting down some airplanes. So you could say... They, the president could say, it's not a stalemate. We're actually making some progress. General Zeluzhny was looking at whether or not the lines moved very much, and he said it was. He may not be a household name, Zeluzhny, in America. Obviously, President Zelensky is incredibly well-known since the war almost two years ago began. But he's incredibly popular in Kiev and in Ukraine. I mean, what could the fallout be potentially from this? The president needs to have a good feel for, confidence in his senior military. Um, um, if they make some progress on the ground, if they make some progress uh, on the battlefield, um, with a new general to take General Zeluzhny's place, and as I say, there are good candidates, um, then we'll look back and say, well, actually, maybe that was the right thing. Uh, but you're exactly right. General Zeluzhny is, is almost revered by soldiers, by civilians, by the private sector, by the by the government. He is uh, he's a very popular man, as, of course, is the president. Um, but this is going to be a difficult one for the for them to get. I'm here. There she is. Uh, as long as Congress didn't approve financial aid for Ukraine yet, uh, what makes you sure that we will have this aid uh, finally? Maybe you have some plan B or something. Well, let me start by saying the American people understand and admire the miracle that Ukraine has already achieved in defending itself against this vicious Russian aggression. And they also understand what happens if you cannot continue not only to survive, but to thrive. And so I have great confidence that that understanding will be reflected in the vote that the Congress makes 
upon this request of President Biden. A big warning on Capitol Hill yesterday from FBI Director Christopher Wray about possible hacking attacks by the Chinese government. He said China could target our infrastructure, causing potentially catastrophic damage. Nicole Skanga has more now from Washington. China has shown it will make us pay. FBI Director Christopher Wray delivered this warning on Capitol Hill. China's hackers are positioning on American infrastructure in preparation to wreak havoc and cause real-world harm to American citizens. Cautioning Chinese hackers are aiming to infiltrate the nation's pipelines, water treatment plants, transportation system, and even the U.S. power grid. This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. Here's not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. For 2024, of course, uh, so much going on on Capitol Hill and throughout the country, and particularly in Ukraine. Uh, as we've said for the last couple of days, Ben Harnell was going to join me later in this hour from Rome. There is actually, it looks like a soft coup underway. Zelensky's now informed of the United States he is going to relieve on Friday this general, the, the, um, the senior commander of the Uniform Military Services, who's revered in Ukraine, 88% approval rating, as CNN right there just told you. Of course, you saw Ambassador Taylor. He's one of the ones with blood on his hands. He was a big part of the Trump impeachment, if you remember. And he's been one of the people on there for the last two years lying to the American people and, more importantly, lying to the Ukrainian people about what's really going on here. Here's how nervous the Biden regime is. They sent Victoria Nuland. Now, Victoria Nuland's got blood on her hands from 2014. She's the color revolution expert. She's over there. And she got a really terrific greeting, didn't she? A card table in that square outside the presidential residence in a bitter cold night with one microphone. That shows you how excited Zelensky is uh, to see people, particularly see people from this administration. He understands it's all coming unglued. We'll talk later about President Diem in Vietnam and what happened when he was no longer useful to the national security state. So we'll tie that all together. Of course, Christopher Ray talking about what the worms have talked about for four years. The Chinese Communist Party is obviously infiltrated, have hackers all over, and is planning a cyber Pearl Harbor. Ray finally, after four years of us pushing it and the Committee on the President Danger pushing it, admitted it yesterday. Evidence has been out there forever. We're honored to have Senator uh, Tuberville from Alabama. Senator, thank you. we got so much to go through. I know you have limited time. First, you, you saw the FBI director. You said it's a big reveal, the Chinese hackers I know you're trying to push legislation to get to the bottom of the bioweapon that they let off back in 2019-2020. Uh, Can you give us an update on that and your thoughts about the FBI director finally admitting the Chinese Communist Party is looking at a cyber Pearl Harbor against the United States infrastructure? Well, first of all, Steve, thanks for having me on. But, uh, you know, the big thing about our FBI director, you don't know which way he's coming from. 
uh, is are they trying to trick us again? Are they trying to pull the wool over our eyes? Or is is this something that we should be concerned about? Uh, I, I don't believe anything that comes out of the FBI or the DOJ, to be honest with you. I've been up here three years, and they can't tell the truth. But we're trying to, as much as we possibly can to help the American people. And, of course, all this cyber that's going across uh, you know, our country in terms of the Chinese stealing everything. We're trying to get stuff on the floor to help, uh, you know, our businesses, small businesses, corporations, everybody intact. But, you know, the problem is we can't get anything on the floor. Schumer's bought and paid for. And uh, it's just a it's, it's just a disaster when it comes to helping the American people. Now, giving something away to people that are not citizens. Now, they're all for that, but uh, not helping the American people and the taxpayers. I want to get back to that second, this massive welfare bill that that was in the House yesterday passed with Democratic votes. I want to go back, though, because you're a revered figure in the conservative movement. Did I hear you correctly that Senator Tommy Tuberville, when the FBI director comes up or the senior members of the FBI, you don't actually believe their, a lot of their testimony under oath? Oh, no. No. They And, of course, they change their testimony every time they come. They, well, I meant to say this or or whatever. Uh, I haven't been in any of those hearings. I've read a lot of their testimony, but uh, the only thing that I have believed that he said since I've been here in three years, we're in for a huge awakening because of the border. Uh, the people that we've let across the terrorists, there's going to be things that are going to happen in this country because Joe Biden's open border uh, policies. Uh, I do believe that uh, because I've been to the border, but all these, other, I, I wouldn't believe anything that they say. Senator, can you help explain this this whole bill that you guys haven't seen the text for, but supposed to be a border security bill? We look at it as an amnesty bill. And of course, they're holding our border hostage for Ukraine. The Ukraine situation is coming unraveled minute by minute. There's obviously a huge breach between the military and the political leaders and the oligarchs in Ukraine. Uh, can you just give us an update on from your perspective in the Senate? Where does all this mess stand? Well, first of all, you're exactly right, Steve. It's about extortion of the taxpayers of this country. You know, they want more and more money uh, to fund Ukraine. I've not voted for a dime. I've been over there, talked to Zelensky, talked to their generals. Uh, it's like a junior high playing an NFL team in football. Uh, they don't have the people. Uh, you know, we've pushed NATO on, uh, on Russia. Uh, Joe Biden, uh, his regime is trying to continue to push NATO east. Uh, uh, I'm not for Putin. I'm for Ukraine. But if you're pushing NATO on my borders, I'd be fighting back, too. So the, the process that we're going through right now is American people are being held hostage for a border bill. Now, first of all, President Trump didn't he 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 already had the laws intact and he stopped and controlled the border. This group wants more and more policies. They're into laws that, number one, they're not going to go by if we pass them. But they want to trick the American people and us as Republicans to vote for this nonsense so they can get the Ukraine money. I wouldn't vote for it uh, for anything. Uh, James Lankford has worked at it for four months. But I think we've pretty much been held hostage by the Republican leadership. The Republican leadership pushed this on us. And now if we don't pass something, we're going to look bad in the eyes of the, of the American people. But I'm just telling people right now we do not need a border policy. We already have one intact. Just go over the damn laws. Uh, Senator, how did they push this when, if you if you at least look at some of the text or some of the implications that come out, the centerpiece of, of all their new policies is the, is the head secretary of Homeland Security. He just got impeached. First time in 150 years they voted to impeach a cabinet secretary out of uh, the Homeland Security Committee yesterday. It'll probably come to the Senate when it passes the House next week for a trial. 
How do you, how do you how does McConnell and these guys square that? Why why even have a bill that has this when we're talking about and he's being impeached specifically for not enforcing the laws that are on the books? Steve, three years we've watched the nonsense going on. Ten to twelve million people have come into our country. They've overwhelmed our system, education, our health care. Now that we're taking away from our vets, going to health care for illegals, uh, the crime. Uh, and it just goes on and on and on. We've got to take care of them. And we're spending billion dollar, billions of dollars a month doing this. And President Trump only needed $8 billion to put a wall up. Uh, but it, it's all about votes. It's all about redistricting all across the country and getting more congressional seats for the Blues and the Democrats. We, we know what this is going on. But uh, our... Again, our leadership walked right into this. They said, oh, well, let's do a border bill. And then if we do that, we can pass Ukraine funding. Uh, they're not ever going to give you anything that works for the American people on the left. So we, we walked into a landmine. Uh, again, I hope the American people see through this. We haven't seen the text yet, but it doesn't, whatever they do is not going to fix the problem. What's going to fix the problem is you go by the Constitution and the laws of this country. Do what you're supposed to do. Protect the American people. But Joe Biden's not going to do that. 25 governors in red states are going to help. My state of Alabama is doing that. We've sent 500 National Guard uh, troops, and we'll continue to do that to help the American people and help the border. Senator, we got about a minute. I know you got to bounce, but just last thing, the great state of Alabama, the Patriots down there, you don't have a better state in the union. Where do they stand on both Ukraine funding and this border bill? Well, of course, we've got a lot of, of the military complex in our state. We build a lot of things. We do a lot of research and development. But they're still for the people of this country, uh, protecting the people of this country. We're dead broke, $35 trillion almost in debt. That's our biggest <clears throat> uh, fear of national security. Uh, but again, it goes back to what you are just saying. They're fighting amongst themselves now uh, who gets the most money. They want $60 billion more. You can't, sp- you can't steal $60 billion. They've already done as much as they possibly can on the uh, on, with the other money we've sent, but we're getting our people killed. Somebody needs to do some negotiations, and there's not one person in our State Department or White House that has a clue about sitting down and working something out. Like Donald Trump said, I could stop it in a day. He's exactly right. Joe Biden could do it in one day. He doesn't know how to do it or doesn't want to do it. And so it just puts us all in harm's way all over the world. Senator Tuberville, where do people go to find out more about you? You're a revered figure in the war room, but we want to get your message out. Where do people go? Yeah, TubervilleForSenate.com. You know, you can come read all our stuff. Again, I'm on Armed Services, getting ready to go down to an Armed Services Committee hearing. Uh, you know, we're fighting for the American people. We're not just fighting for us, though. We're fighting for the world, Steve. We're Our country and the world is in bad trouble with these goofballs that the policies that they have that they have no clue of how to push them out there as we head toward a presidential election in november one thing you can be sure of 2024 will be a tumultuous year like no other how will your hard-earned savings fare during this year you're already seeing the impacts of inflation at the pump the grocery store The dollar continues to lose buying power quicker than your wages can increase. How are you protecting your savings? Consider diversifying with gold from Birch Gold Group. For decades, gold has been the choice of investors and central banks to hedge against inflation. Now you can own it in a tax-sheltered IRA with the help of Birch Gold. Just text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898. Birch Gold will send you a free info kit on gold. They'll help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold. And the best part, 
you don't have to pay a penny out of pocket. With an A-plus rating, with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of satisfied customers, you can trust Birch Gold. Text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free info kit. That's Bannon to 989898. And secure your savings now. Take action. Text Bannon at 989898. Action, action, action. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, I want to thank Senator Tuberville for coming on. We're going to have him back. He's got a Senate Armed Services Committee. He's working on a ton of great stuff. I mean, what a patriot and what a hero. And I got to tell you, Tuberville has no back down. Any, that's why we need more guys like this. Yesterday, explosive day. We're going to get Josh Hawley, fantastic Ted Cruz on the on the social media and TikTok. Um, so much going on. I want to go to Israel. Sid Rosenberg. Sid's the morning host of, I think, the most popular morning show in the in the nation um in the nation and uh, at wabc i'm honored to be a contributor uh every monday with sid he's in israel and joins us from jerusalem now you went there for a week because you wanted to do your own due diligence can you give us an update because it's quite a confusing situation we hear the biden regime is trying to cut arms shipments to israel can you give us an update sid on what's the what's the ground truth over there well, it is confusing. You're right. First of all, by the way, I'm a big Tuberville guy. Uh, I love coaches. They turn out to be great politicians. And he was a great football coach at Auburn and a bunch of spots. I'm a huge Tommy Tuberville fan. But it is confusing because you've got a president, Steve, who, unlike uh, our friend Trump, who did all these great things for Israel, from recognizing the Golan Heights to making Jerusalem the capital, which so many of the presidents had promised, the Abraham Accords, no more Palestinian cash overnight. Now you got this guy, Joe Biden, who shows up on October the 12th, the 13th, makes us wait 90 minutes to come up there and do a Fakakta speech, where he talks about some meeting he had with Golda Meir 50 years ago, it's probably never happened, and he says, I love Israel. And then no one said to him, yeah, but Joe, baby, Joe, baby, if you love Israel, how can you explain the fact that not in one, but two administrations, dating back to when you're the VP for Barack Obama, and now when you're the president, that you got guys like John Kerry in your cabinet looking to strike deals with Iran, that you loosened all the restrictions and sanctions that Donald Trump put in place, making sure Iran couldn't buy a loaf of bread. And because of all that, now Iran is rich, oil money from China. You gave him $6 billion a couple of months ago. How can you possibly be pro-Israel when you're in bed with Iran? And the answer, Steve, really is, is he's not. He's fooling some of the people, even some Jews, but not here. They know the real deal. Joe Biden is no friend. So so what? walk me through this. How do we avoid getting sucked into a bigger regional conflict with the Persians, given that we just spent 20 years in Iraq and Afghanistan, $9 trillion, as you know, 8,000 8, combat casualties, 50,000 wounded, another, I think, 20,000 contractors basically SEALs and special forces kind of off the books, also killed. How do we avoid getting sucked into a broader conflict and still have our support for Israel to make sure they finish what they started in Gaza and I think eventually Judea, Samaria, and on the northern border with Hezbollah up in Lebanon, sir? You're so smart, Steve. You know, I was actually at a, a barbecue for a bunch of soldiers last night, 200. You go to my Instagram, you can see every one of them hugged me after I spoke to them. And they're in Judea and Samaria. And you're the only guy that would even mention that, Steve, because no one talks about that. The misconception is, yes, Hamas did some bad things in the South. Maybe there'll be a war in the North. 
but you called it. This whole country, there are battles every day all over the place. The Jewish people are living amongst people that hate them, and they got to fight them in the north, in the south, in the central, just about everywhere. And yes, they're going to finish the job, no matter what the Americans say. Look, the Americans have called for ceasefires. They've called for pauses. All these moves, in an effort, they say, to get out the hostages, not really true. But in the end, the Israelis will do what they want. They do listen to America, which is the first mistake with Biden as president, but they'll do what they got to do. But in terms of avoiding a, a big time war, I got to tell you, Steve, I don't think we can. You know why? Because we don't intimidate anybody. If Donald Trump was president, the Houthis would not be doing this. The Persians, the Yemenites, the, the, uh, the Iraqis, all these countries all around the world that were quiet, quiet for four years, they are not intimidated by this government. They're not intimidated by Joe Biden. So the answer to your question is, as long as this administration is in place and calling the shots, even when Joe Biden tries to get tough, which is ridiculous, or Blinken, or Kirby, or Austin, or Milley, any one of these fools, the truth is, they're not scaring anybody. So what I'm looking at is a couple of months of real pain for the United States, for Israel, for all these regions, because until a guy like Trump is back in power, the world will take advantage of the weakest administration in the history of our country. Sid, you're one of the most well-known figures in New York City. And uh, I dare say on certain days, if you walked into Times Square with the Sharia supremacist mobs down there, you would have you would have to take security with you. What is the situation in New York City and how can it be made safe for uh, for Jewish uh, our Jewish citizens? You got the same problem, Steve. Right. I just talked about it. You've got a Democrat president. You've got, you know, Democrats in charge in, in, in Washington, D.C. that are destroying this country. We've got the same problem here. You've got a Democrat governor, Kathy Hochul. And if you thought Andrew Cuomo was bad, well, I got news for you, she's probably worse. We've got a Democrat mayor in Eric Adams. And as bad as Bill de Blasio was, and you can make an argument, he was the worst mayor in the history of our country. Eric Adams, he wants to do better, he certainly does, and he works a little harder, but the truth is the numbers are not there. You know, the, he, he has all the right feelings about it. He wants to do well, but executing wise, not very good. So the truth is, no matter where you are, if you've got Democrats in charge, it ain't no good. I mean, we had an instance here in New York just a couple of days ago where eight migrants, eight migrants beat the living daylights out of two cops. Two cops in New York City, it's bad enough when civilians do that in New York, and they do that way too often. Now you've got illegals, and up with the migrants, and up with asylum seekers. Now you've got illegals all over New York City, because Eric Adams once said, hey, look, we're a sanctuary city. Of course, now, now he's critical of the federal government. Now he's critical of the national government. Why are you doing this to us? But for the better part of a year, Steve, he said, come on, we're a sanctuary city. They're good people. They work hard. And now we're starting to see what? Crimes committed in Brooklyn, in New York City, other places. It's not just Jewish people. Now it's cops a couple of days ago. They don't care. And these people are frustrated. They've got no jobs, nowhere to go for money. And what are they doing? They're committing the same crimes they did when they were in their own countries before they came here. So we have a huge issue in the United States. We've got a wide open border. Yes, we're going to impeach Mayorkas. That's great. But again, 
all Mayorkas is doing is what Joe Biden wants, which is keep the border open. Everything goes back to Joe Biden, whether it's issues in cities like New York, countries like Israel, all the issues basically around the world, Steve Bannon, you could attribute to the weakest president in the history of this country. Sid, how do people get to your show online? How do they get to your social media? Well, social media, you can follow me on Instagram. Thank you, Steve, at Rosenberg.Sydney. That's S-I-D-N-E-Y. I'm on Facebook. I don't X. I don't tweet. Those are the biggest low lives in the history of this country. And my show, of course, airs live 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday. You can download the free app at 77 WABC or tune in in your car radio, 770 a.m. And if you do it, folks, 8.40 every Monday morning, the best guest of the week. You guessed it. Steve Bannon. <laughs> Thank you, brother. Thank you, Sid, for coming in from Jerusalem. Appreciate it. I appreciate you having me. I'm honored. Thank you so much, Steve. Thank you, my man. Okay, explosive tape coming from a White House official that only the type of uh, investigative reporting that James O'Keefe specializes. Let's play the tape. We're going to bring in O'Keefe by phone. I work the White House stuff. So you're, you're pretty high up in the government. Yeah, I'm fairly high up. I'm good at keeping secrets. And so I manage two federal agencies, the State Department and USAID. So when you say sec it's like security, like you're protecting... The networks of the federal agencies that you give all your information to. The mission is to protect right. yes. information. And we, sir, we, we are like the president's voice when we go into meetings in terms of discussing and, and promoting the president's priorities. Is he, is he going to be the, the nominee? Yes. And she will be the vice president nominee. Yeah, I don't... There was a debate about removing her from the ticket, but sadly they didn't. She can't keep black staff. They quit on her in mass. But with him... I yeah, mean, I know. I know. He's got I know. dementia. Um, yeah, well, he's definitely slowing down. But they know that he has those issues. I think so. But they're not willing the to say it. Shows it. And, they're not willing to say it publicly. And same thing but with Kamala Harris. She's not popular, but you can't remove the first black lady to be vice president from the goddamn presidential ticket. Like, I what see. kind of message are you going to send to, like, all the African-American voters? How would you spin that? People would be like, what the fuck? Okay, only James would keep James, how do you get these? I mean, how do you get officials to actually open up and tell you exactly what's going on? Thanks, Steve. Um... I'm good at my job. Um, people are narcissists. People are arrogant, and uh, it's sort of investigative method of uh, of getting the story and doing whatever it takes, and and uh, having a conversation with someone and kind of winning friends and influencing people. I've been doing it for 20 years. You got massive inside baseball. What do you What do you think the headline is? I think the headline, I mean, none of these tapes, Steve, shock anybody. Like, I don't think anything that I've ever done ever shocks your audience. But what's shocking is that we got a White House official, a cybersecurity official, on video confirming what we already know, which is that they, uh, which is that they tried to fire Kamala, but they can't do it because according to this cybersecurity official, she's a black woman. And she hammered his black staff. And I was talking to Jack Pacific yesterday, and he said it's almost like a, a, a security uh, breach for a man like this to be saying these things. He goes to Harvard. He went to Georgetown. This is not a low-level guy. And it's the, I think the headline, Steve, is when he says, 
we don't want the public to know this. I can't say this publicly that Joe Biden has dementia and is slowing down. It's it's that deception towards the voters. They don't want to say that's the headline. I, I know you're at the airport. Can you stick around? We're going to commercial break. Can you stick around for a few minutes or we got to sure. let you go? You tell me. Okay, hang on. Sure James O'Keefe's going to take a short commercial break. James O'Keefe, explosive revelations from a cybersecurity expert in the White House. O'Keefe Media Group, what they do best. Short break. Back in a moment. Tax Network USA is pure war room for solving your IRS tax problems. If you owe back taxes, COVID was your lucky break. Tax court shut down, the IRS paused, and you skated. Well, baby, that party is over. The IRS is adding 20,000 enforcement agents, basically tax cops. Honest, hardworking Americans like you are in the crosshairs. Rich people have tax lawyers, and you don't. You'll pay up, plus interest and penalties. Tax USA Network has brilliant war room type strategies designed to solve your IRS problem quickly in your favor. Never call the IRS yourself. You're at their mercy. You could sit on hold for six to eight hours and get hung up on, grind you for all your back taxes plus interest and penalties. Tax Network USA attorneys have a preferred direct line to the IRS. They know which agents to talk to and who to avoid. If they get difficult agent, hey, they just call a different agent. Tax Network USA learned of a limited time special IRS offer. The IRS is willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. Find out if you qualify before it's too late. Schedule your free confidential consultation with Tax Network USA. They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debts. Think about that. They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debts. They offer a best-in-class client satisfaction guarantee. Now call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. And visit Tax Network USA. That's TNUSA.com slash Bannon. TNUSA.com slash Bannon. Make sure you take action on this today. This IRS grind is only going to get much worse. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. James O'Keefe joins us by phone. Uh, we've got up uh, Grace and Mo. Make sure you push that in the chats, the entire uh, video. It's shocking. James, has this um, executive at the White House, this official, has he been terminated already? Well, it's only been, if we released the tape at 4 Eastern yesterday, and it's 10.30 Eastern, so we don't know yet. What we do know is he took down his LinkedIn, he deleted his X page, he deleted his Instagram page, he's just deleting everything. But Steve, I went through all those and I downloaded everything he's ever posted prior to him deleting it. We have, look, he's saying to you, in, in an unguarded men, moment, what they talk about in the White House, this is a massive national security problem. Uh, do you anticipate you're going to be called by the House or the Senate to testify and turn over all your tapes and, and, and deal with investigators there? Because you have an official in the White House that's telling someone that it's an open secret that Biden has dementia, sir. 
do I anticipate that I'll be called? I've been doing this for tw- you know 20 years, 14 years since I met you, and I've never ever in my life been called to testify. It would be a paradox to have me on Capitol Hill because that would provide credibility to, to me. And they don't want me to have credibility. Um, so I doubt that that's going to happen. But I do think it's, uh, it is an amazing admission, and, and a lot of people are pointing out on it. This video has 20 million views already. The biggest video since uh, Pfizer, actually, it's got 20 million on X alone. Um, and I think one of the things is, what if there's a Chinese spy in there talking to these guys? It's a security breach. What if there are spies? I mean, if it's this easy for James O'Keefe wearing glasses and dyed hair to get these people to open up inside the White House on one or two meetings, then, then how, how, what's going to happen if someone in the foreign government goes and tries to get information and blackmail? My job as a reporter, I'm just trying to inform the public. But what about foreign people coming and doing that? That's what a lot of people are pointing out, Steve. No, no, no. That's huge. Don't get me wrong. Your investigative techniques are amazing. And to sit there, whether it's Pfizer or here, but here it's a different level. A lot of people, James, have been on TV shows and podcasts, as you know, and, and, and up on right-wing media and conservative media talking about Biden's slow. He's got dementia. He stumbles through his speeches. It's quite different when you have someone that's a cyber expert on the inside, an official, say it's an open secret Biden has dementia. That's a national security. Biden is one of the two people in the National Command Authority. He's the only person who can actually technically order the launch of a nuclear missile. Knowing he has dementia means there's been a massive cover-up. That's why this is. This is why this is the most important tape that you, in my mind, that you've ever done, sir. I think so too. I, I think this is people. I think this is my favorite one I've ever done in my entire career because it's an official in the White House, and a lot of people out there listening. Well, I already knew that, and and I think that that's the sort of bias that. First of all, most people in this country aren't paying attention. So when you have an admission out of someone's mouth. It, it matters. Even if you suspect it, even if you think it, even if you say I already know it, the fact that the guy is saying it is so so credibly. Exactly. So perhaps this will lead exactly. to something. Uh, maybe 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 this is a different moment. You're right. Maybe maybe I will be called to testify. Um, but what, what I really want to know is, is Steve is is this guy still working there? What, what, what's happening right now? Is he being called into meetings? Is he being terminated? If so, why is he being terminated for telling the truth when he says? In the video, the most important part, in my opinion, was when he said, this is what I've heard from my colleagues. He's a witness to what other people are saying. So that's really important. Big cover-up. Uh, James, uh, you normally roll these out, the Andrew Breitbart method, methodology, put it out, make them, make them, make them respond, then drop something else. Are you gonna, is there additional things that come of this, or where yeah, is this I mean, investigation yeah, well, going? Well, today I'm releasing, I take off my glasses and I say, what the hell are you doing sitting across the table from James O'Keefe? That's an incredible moment. The full part of that will be released this afternoon. And, it, and, it, and again, how, what type of cybersecurity operation are they running in the White House when he's sitting across from James O'Keefe and spilling his guts? Um, and that will be released today, and we'll see if he's been terminated. We'll see this afternoon. Um. You have to remember, this guy's at the National Security Council. His security clearance has got to be some of the highest in the country. It's absolutely shocking. James, where do people go for O'Keefe Media Group, your social media, all of it? You can go to O'KeefeMediaGroup.com and please support us. We're growing. We're hiring. Uh, we're, we're putting out one investigation every Wednesday now, Steve. And this is the, we have to produce a movie every week, basically. So support us at O'KeefeMediaGroup.com. 
Thank you, brother. Great job. Look forward to checking Thanks. in later today. In- incredible. Incredible. Let's go to the – we had Sid Rosenberg from WABC in New York, Rush Limbaugh's old station. Sid's got the biggest morning show in the country, uh, the second biggest morning show in the country. John Fredericks now joins us from Las Vegas. John, uh, is there a firestorm out there right now at the RNC? And, are, are you, and do you have any role in causing you know, it? <laughs> well, you know, people ask me why Ann and I went here uh, and created our own media row up here in a suite at the Paris Hotel on the Strip for the RNC winter meeting. And uh, we had one response, raise hell and tell the truth. And that's basically what the purpose that we're serving. You know, what's incredible here at the Paris Hotel, Ronald Romney, all kinds of heat last year for holding her winter meeting election at the Waldorf Astoria, $800 a night, a room nobody could go. Now she holds it in Vegas at the Paris Hotel, $100 a night, much more affordable. But then here's what she does. In a winter meeting, in a presidential year, she closes it to the press. No press allowed. Not for the general sessions, anything. So she basically doesn't want to be asked a question. This is unbelievable to me. So we said, you know what we said, Ann and I, the hell with that. We're coming. We're setting everything up. We're having an open suite. Anybody can come up, get on the air. I've changed my time this week from noon Eastern to 3 p.m. Eastern. Carson and I switched. And so we're going to be on again today. Yesterday, they had a members-only meeting right off the bat fireworks, firestorm, shouting matches going on. People are frustrated. And the two issues that it was over yesterday was very simple. Uh, The Georgia uh, committee man, Jason Thompson, and the Georgia chair of the GOP uh, that that was there, Josh McCoon, basically said, hey, these electors in all of these states are going bankrupt with lawsuits. We need to fund them. We need to protect them because they stepped up for the president to be the alternative electors in case one of these suits won and they could vote for the president. Well, the never Trumpers in the state said, don't believe that the election was stolen, started screaming and said, you're on your own. You guys decided to go down this election stolen path. Big fight went on, shouting matches back and forth. Basically, they were taking Rana's position that you guys are on your own. You'll have to fund it yourself the hell with you. What message does that send to anybody that's asked to step up to help out when the RNC is telling them, if, if you get in trouble for nothing you've done, the hell with you. We're not going to do anything. So that was a shouting match. The other thing that went on yesterday is questions about the budget. They've raised no money. They have $7 million. The DNC has 77 millions. So they've been outraised by $70 million. All kinds of reasons why. They're hoping for the president to bail them out. The bottom line is grassroots is not giving any money to Ronald Romney. So there's nothing they can do. They were also saying about these texts they send out, some of them were misleading, that they're constantly sending to members, asking for money. They can't get any. That was a big issue yesterday. And then they have a budget resolution today. Get this. This is a budget resolution that was put forth by Nevada committee woman, uh, Segal Chatta. And it was very simple. She wants transparency for the 168 members. She wants to know, everybody wants to know what you're spending money on, what the expenses are, what the revenue is, and what your financial status is by month 
to the 168. She also said salaries for RNC staff should be capped at $120,000 annually because the idea of going to work for the RNC to make $300,000 to get rich is not the purpose of it. It's for staffers that believe that their country's hanging by a thread and you ought to be able to make ends meet on $120,000. Well, they have tried to shut that down. They don't want that. Uh, Romney has done everything in her power to get rid of it so it does not come up to floor for a debate. The level of frustration that we have heard from members that are part of the, the 168 that have come on our show saying that this, this thing is a complete train wreck that Rana has. Nobody will bring any transparency to it. That's why we're here. It's a complete disaster, Steve. Now, let's go back. Uh, in fact, um, Real America's Voice did a special, and they had, if Denver can pull it uh, from yesterday, it wasn't us, but they did this great chart comparing RNC and DNC. Um, and they, it's, just, it's unbelievable, the difference in, in, in spending. Here's what's so shocking. Uh, the reporter that did such a fantastic job at Red State, John, last year going through the number, you know, they got the budget leaked to them going through the numbers, has then updated it this year because another, um, you know, uh, upset committee member gave it to him. And, uh, and they've looked, and Rana hasn't changed anything about her spending. It's still the flowers in the limos, in the planes, and all that, right, where the DNC is really kind of going hand to mouth, but they're putting their money into voter files, get out the vote efforts, legal, everything. Has that become a big deal? It's not just that uh, Seagal, because she was on the show today, is trying to put this up. Are they getting her face that with all the firestorm you had in Laguna Beach that uh, led to her being reelected, she promised and committed that spending would change, but it looks like nothing's changed. Has that become an issue? Yes. In fact, a committee man from Georgia, Jason Thompson, who was on our show yesterday, said, hey, I stood up and said, if you go down the same path, you keep ending up in the same place. Nothing is there. Remember, when she, when she was campaigning against Harmeet Dillon, her number one thing, other than the fact that we got we to say it like it is, President Trump put her in there, President Trump kept her in there, only President Trump can get her out of there. He sent his operatives. We're all familiar with that story. Bottom line is, there's been no change. But she got reelected on one thing. Hey, I can raise money. I'm a prolific fundraiser. Well, that dried up. Same spending, no money, no, nothing has changed. Now, they don't want to be asked a question about it. They don't want any transparency on it. Look, she basically, since she's been there, doubled her salary and her results have been cut in half. Let's double my salary and half the results. That's basically what's happened here. All of her cronies get paid. Then they ask her about, well, what are we doing on voter integrity? Guess what they did? Outsourced it to guess who? Another Washington GOP consulting firm. Well, what are you doing with mail-out ballots? Nothing. What are you doing with early voting? Oh, we have this thing called uh, bank your vote. Well, that's exciting. Do you have a plan? Uh, no, but it's coming. Coming when? It's February. Hey, what about ballot harvesting in the states that are legal? Uh, well, our consultants for firms working on, on that. Basically, they have no plan. It's February 1st. They have no plan for November. Hey, the steel is coming again. They, they don't have yeah. anything in place. Unbelievable. Yeah. But, 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 what they, but what they had to, what they did do 
is they got a, a phony primary going against President Trump and had a bunch of debates. They were all big shots with CNN and ABC and Fox News and got to hang out and spend all that money. They've allowed $350 million to be raised. Another 150 is going to be raised because they kept Nikki Haley in the game, the big donors. And now you're going to have a half a billion dollars before it's over spent all against President Trump. Not one penny going to infrastructure, logistics, get out the vote. Uh, nothing spent on a voter integrity, on stopping mail-in ballots, on lawsuits. Nothing. Five, a half a billion dollars that she's directly responsible for doing, not in the coffers of President Trump. Articles out today about his legal bills. Okay, short commercial break. Uh, John, just stay, hang right there. The Paris Hotel on the Strip in Las Vegas, Nevada. Wonder if Frederick's out there anything for the Super Bowl. We're going to ask him his over and under. Best sports book in America. John Fredericks, next in the war room. True or false? Using your tax refund to pay off credit card debt is a smart thing. Actually, that's false. Donewithdebt.com published a brilliant strategy designed to let you keep your hard-earned tax refund and reduce or eliminate credit card debt. Most Americans owe thousands in credit card debt. In fact, Daily Mail's got a story that 56 million Americans carry credit card debt. And that debt will take years to pay off, if you pay it off at all. Done with Debt found that filing bankruptcy is usually not the answer. And taking out loans to pay off credit cards usually increases the debt. When you engage Done with Debt, their legal experts and skilled negotiators take on the credit card companies for you. Their winning strategies are designed with one goal. Solve your debt situation quickly and permanently. First things first, chat with a done-with-debt strategist and explore your solutions. Some debt-fighting strategies are time-sensitive, so you'll need to move quickly. For a free consultation, visit donewithdebt.com. That's donewithdebt.com. Do it today. Take action. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. The Warren Posse, one of the reasons we've put the RNC up against the wall is because you cut them off from money. They're not worthy of your money. Not where you got this thing going on. They haven't changed the spending. They haven't done anything. All they did was allow $350 million to be spent against President Trump, and it's still going. Neocon Nikki's still out there, right? It's going to go on and on and on, and they don't care how bad she loses. And now they're trying to, you know, Ronna trying to save her job and saying, oh, we got to put this proclamation. Trump doesn't need that. Doesn't need your proclamation. He needed you to act like the DNC did with Biden. There was no need for a primary. This was all a vanity play for people who are never going to be president. People like Ron the Robot DeSantis, a good governor. Time to get down there, hunker down, but you're not going to be pre- I hate to break the news, so you're not going to be president, okay, now or ever. And we spent two years, and they spent $350 million bucks, and now you got Neocon Nikki. Running around with big donors. You know, Ken Griffin says she has no path, but he wrote her a $5 million check. That's called buying an option. You're buying an option to see optionality, see what happens. You know, see how Trump does. See if Trump cracks under the pressure. See if Trump, some one of these, uh, one of these kangaroo courts, does something to him. That's what it is. John Fredericks, they're taking out, are they hawking? The headquarters and taking a 10-minute credit line because the war room posse is cut off. They got they have no small donors, zero. So is that are they barring against the building now as a line of credit? Well, they have a big line of credit out, uh, which is not unusual in a presidential year. 
but it is when, you, when you've only got $7 million cash on hand going into a presidential flip year contest. It's outrageous. The problem is, here's the problem with keeping her there. In order for the, for the Trump campaign to raise the money it needs, which is going to be over a billion dollars, they have to m merge the fundraising with the RNC because that gives you the ability to get unlimited funding where if you give to the Trump campaign, uh, what, it's $2,500 each, $5,200 a couple or something. So they've got to merge. The problem is, this is the problem. As long as she's a chairman, she's not getting a dime from us. We're not giving her any money. They don't understand this. They can send all the texts they want, all the emails they want. We've, the posse and us, we've cut her off. We're not giving her any money. This is what the Trump campaign has to internalize. We're not giving her a dime because her leadership is abysmal. She's incompetent and she's run the thing into the ground and wasted our money. So we're done with that. As long as she's there, the grassroots is not going to fund the RNC. And they, the Trump campaign has got to figure this out. They're running out of time. You know, this idea that, oh, well, you know, maybe she'll resign at the end of the convention. That's August 1st. That's the end of July. We don't have time for that. We need leadership change right now. Look, this is a presidential year. Why would you close your winter meeting to the press? You want press. You want coverage. You want to get your message out. Instead, they shut them off because she's afraid to be asked a question. And I tell you the other thing. I've had members come up here on this show yesterday. I'm on noon to 3 Eastern now, uh, obviously because we're in pack time, and say the level of frustration on the 168 has boiled over with the level of incompetence. And they were telling me there's, a, there's just members there that think their only job is to protect the chairman. It's not about protecting the chairman. It's about the grassroots growing the party and getting something done. And they've not been able to do that. But look, at the end of the day, I'm going to say it again because we tell the truth here. President Trump picked her, fine. President Trump installed her, fine. President Trump backed her, fine. She's only there because President Trump kept her there. Remember, when we tried to oust her last year at the $800 a day Waldorf Astoria, which she picked on purpose so nobody could go, it's very, very smart, right? President Trump sent his two key operatives there behind the scenes to help her win. She beat us by 27 v v votes last time we knocked on the door. The next time we're going to kick it in. John, amazing reporting. Make us smart. We got about a minute or so here. What should we be looking for today and tomorrow? What should we be looking for to see if there's going to be a movement on, on uh, forcing her to resign? I, you know, it's going to be the only way she resigns is if President Trump publicly or privately asks her to step aside. That's the only apparatus to get her out. Otherwise, you've got to get a two-thirds vote, which is not going to happen. They're nowhere near that. She has her backers. Uh, but this is on the president. He's got to make a decision if he decides to stay. Well, it's not on the president. Hang on. It's, it's hang on. Hang on. It's not on the president. It's not. It's not. It, no, no. Hang on. It's not up to the president. The president, the two operatives, Susie Wiles and La Savita, are close to her. They're the ones protecting her. It's on them. If, if, they, if she's not removed, they own her. It's, it's them. It's President Trump. Only. Look, President Trump's trying to save the freaking world. He had time to worry about RNC and, and, and the thing. He's got to have people advise him. They came out and saved her last year. They're telling him right now she's okay. She's going to be fine. If, if she survives, it's on them. It's on Susie Wiles and La Savita. They protected. 
they protected uh, somebody that they're in business with. That's let's just cut to the chase. So you got to you got to say tell it like if you're going to tell the truth, you got to tell the truth. Trump does, Trump's fined eighty thousand fees. He's got fifty lawsuits around putting him in jail for seven hundred years. The judge had missed his deadline yesterday because he's trying to figure out how to take all of Trump's cash and bankrupt him by taking his business license. He's got the weight of the world on his shoulders. Plus, he's running a campaign with not a lot of help. And so, no, this whole thing is corrupt. These political operatives, these Republican political operatives, never change colors. And this is the problem we got. And I'm telling you, the war on policy, we will never allow a penny to go to that operation after what they've done to Trump in this primary, the $350 million, the opportunity cost of that money. If we had that money instead of these vanity project debates that Rana and Bossy and all those guys want to be big shots hanging out with Fox and hanging out with ABC, they're responsible. The whole crowd of them are responsible. Joint collective guilt. John Fredericks, where do people go to get the number two ranked morning show in the nation, sir? Or sir, the Oracle of the Deplorables. <laughs> at jfradioshow.com, at jfradioshow. And don't forget our sports handicapping site. My son runs it. Go to godzillawins.com, godzillawins.com. We have our picks up there, our daily picks every single day. The best on a predictive analysis you're going to find. We handicap hockey, basketball, the whole thing. Go to GodzillaWins.com. And uh, we got a Super Bowl coming up here in Vegas in about a week and a half. And uh, we'll see what happens. I got my pick. You can find out on GodzillaWins.com this weekend. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. Birchgold.com slash Ben at the end of the dollar empire. We have the fifth installment coming out. It's going to be on the central bank digital currency. We had Philip Patrick on yesterday. It's the, the BRICS nations, which now UAE and Saudi Arabia are joining, buying gold at record rates. Federal Reserve printing fiat currency. Birchgold.com slash Bannon. Go there today. Short break. Back in 90 seconds. Congressman Boebert. I want to warn you of a huge change that could be coming to our money in our bank accounts. First, think back to 9-11, shortly after the government pushed through the Patriot Act. This gave the government power to spy on innocent Americans by monitoring our phone and email and tracking our movement across the Internet. Now, Jim Rickards, editor of the independent financial newsletter Strategic Intelligence and New York Times bestselling author, is warning about a coming event that could elevate this governmental surveillance to a terrifying new level. In fact... Some of the guests I've had on The War Room believe that the government will soon expand their powers to track our every move. If we say the wrong things on social media, donate to the wrong causes, buy firearms, or even vote MAGA, the government may be able to shut us out of our bank accounts. I can't say for sure if this will happen, but it's an interesting and dire warning. Fortunately, Jim Rickards, an American patriot and friend of mine, has made it his mission to educate us on what he believes is coming and how to protect yourself from the possibility of programmable money. Watch Jim's warning video now before it's censored like I've been in the past. Go to RickardsWarRoom.com. That's RickardsWarRoom.com now to see the video. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to WarRoomHealth.com. That's WarRoomHealth.com. All one word, WarRoomHealth.com. Use the code WARROOM at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. WARROOM Health, all one word, WARROOMHealth.com.
Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out.